What's going on, good people? Welcome to Live by the Three, a Raptors podcast with your boy Curly. For more Raptors content, podcast news, or if you just want to talk hoops, feel free to hit me up on the Instagram page at Live by the Period Number Three and on Twitter at Live by the Zero Three. On December 11th, the Raptors were taking on the Orlando Magic in the final game of a home and home series in Orlando. This time without OG Ananobi, who was out with hip soreness to go along with Precious Achua and Otto Porter Jr. I think this injury was inevitable. OG has shouldered a heavy workload for quite some time, especially when Pascal was out. He's been logging in heavy minutes, night in and night out. I believe he had 44 minutes against the Magic last game. And with his history of injuries, while they're not all the same, and the way the Raptors' luck has been unfolding, that this was going to be a, an inevitable injury. But 27 games into the season, I will take that any day. I believe the last two seasons, OG has been under 50 games, if I'm not mistaken, in the mid-40s over the last two seasons. So he's pretty much at the halfway mark of the season so far. So I will take that any day of the week. But it was definitely next man up, and that tends to be the MO for the Raptors. And Gary Trent Jr. was asserted back into the lineup, despite his great efforts off the bench as of late. I was definitely feeling more optimistic about the Raptors' chances tonight. There's opportunities to pick up on habits and patterns when you're doing a home-and-home series. And with the Raptors' makeup, you were definitely hoping that they were going to take advantage in exploit some of the opportunities when it presented itself but I think the Raptors found out very quickly that looking at the Orlando Magic it's like looking into a mirror it's a reflection of themselves they have long athletic players that uses their length to eat up space and the Raptors had trouble with that last game they had trouble with it this game but the Raptors were a little bit more sound defensively at the beginning of the game. But as the game went on, the problems that were highlighted last game, terrible defensive rotations, the unnecessary gambling on defense, the unenthusiasm on defense were alive and well this game. The Raptors don't seem engaged on that side of the ball. They are getting beat more times than not. The lack of effort, not only on defense, but on the glass. There's been many, many occasions where I see Raptors watching the basketball. None more than Scotty Barnes, which is absolutely surprising to me considering the great rebounding that he showed in his rookie campaign. And I know year two has been a huge adjustment period. But he, among other Raptors, with the exception of a few, Pascal being part of the few, even Boucher to an extent. Not a lot of help on the glass. Despite starting Christian Coloco, who only logged in seven minutes tonight, I think it's safe to say that the Christian Coloco experiment is going to be put on pause for a little bit. While he hasn't been terrible on defense, he's only a presence on a night-to-night basis. Not a very great finisher around the rim. And... The Raptors already struggle with scoring the basketball, especially as of late, where Freddie's been struggling, OG has been struggling from outside, Scotty has been struggling. We need a body that can provide some offense in the starting five. And 
not having OG's ability to stretch out the floor while he has not been shooting particularly well from the perimeter, it just made things far more challenging for the Raptors. Not to mention that Pascal Siakam, who has been playing like an MVP candidate this season, got into foul trouble and he had a bad game. And I think Pascal has put the doubters to rest with his play this season, especially coming back from injury where there was an assumption that Pascal was going to be playing terrible basketball or come back down to earth, as they say, quote unquote. And he's only gotten better. Even tonight with a bad game, he almost had a triple double. And I think that's just another night in the office for, for Pascal. He's a, he's a beacon of consistency. You're always going to get effort on both sides of the ball. Defensively, he's he stepped it up a notch this season. But who was going to be the one to pick up the slack with OG being out and Pascal having a bad game? Freddie did his best. Didn't have an efficient night tonight, but that has been a problem for the last little while. But he definitely did his part. Hit some big threes as the Raptors continued to cut down the lead. They brought it to within six after being down double digits, but it was too much. After a decent start, we had a terrible finish. The Orlando Magic were hitting tough shots down the stretch. They were hitting open shots down the stretch. And I look at this game on two particular possessions. Both times, the Orlando Magic had the basketball. There was a possession where Scotty Barnes and Chris Boucher rotated to Terrence Ross, who was open from three. Both of them went flying by Terrence Ross off of a pump fake, thus leaving two guys open, including Terrence Ross and somebody else in the corner. And Terrence Ross hit the three. He had all the time in the world. And then I look at another possession where I don't know who shot the ball. Might have been Bancaro, might have been Cole Anthony. Not 100%. But Chris Boucher and Scotty Barnes were under the basket. Boucher was tied up with the player. I believe Scotty Barnes assumed Boucher was going to be the one to get the rebound after a missed shot. And Mobaba came from behind to dunk it right by Scotty Barnes. Nobody boxed out. Nobody made an attempt to grab the rebound. It just looked like both of them assumed one of them was going to get the rebound. And it led to an offensive rebound and a basket. Combine that with horrible shooting from behind their arc for the Raptors. I think the Raptors were delaying the inevitable. And they ultimately come up short once again to the Orlando Magic 111-99. to The Raptors shot 30 for 75 from the field, giving them 40%. 6 for 25 from 3. Ugh, that is not going to get it done. Giving them 24%. 33 for 38 from the free throw line at 87%. The Magic shot 36 for 77 from the field, giving them 47%. 14 for 31 from three at 45%. 25 for 31 from the free throw line at 81%. When we're looking at the other stats, it's not very pretty. The Raptors were out-rebounded 42 to 28. 11 offensive rebounds and 31 defensive rebounds, all for the Magic. 25 assists. For the Magic to the Raptors, 18. 14 fast break points for the Magic to the Raptors, 8. The Raptors, on the other hand, were the better team in the paint, scoring 38 points to the Magic, 34. And they were able to generate 23 points off of turnovers to the Magic, 9. And they were 7-7 apiece for blocks and 9-3 to in favor of the Raptors in terms of steals. So, 
while the Raptors haven't been good defensively over the last two games, they did generate some of those opportunities on the defensive side of the ball, hence the nine steals and the points off turnovers, but it's the shooting. While they have been better at the free throw line, six for 25 from three, as I mentioned, is not going to get it done. It is clear that a lot of the problems that the Raptors had last season and going into, into this season is being highlighted. And it's creating a bit of a panic among some of the Raptors faithful. And I, for one, I'm not panicking. I think it's still early in the season. There's a lot of parity in the bottom half of the Eastern Conference. Not anybody is jumping way ahead, with the exception of Boston and Milwaukee. But the Raptors have an opportunity to address this. And... I know it's very easy to blame Nick Nurse, but when Pascal is having a bad game, who are you bringing off the bench that can give you similar production to Pascal? Same with Freddie. Same with OG. There's not that many players that can do what these guys do on a night-to-night basis coming off the bench. Do I believe that the rotation should be expanded at this point? Absolutely. The Raptors on Media Day said that they're banking on internal growth and the development of their young guys. Well, I think it's pretty irresponsible from the front office to send some of your young guys, and I'm referring to Jeff Dowden, Ron Harper Jr., and Justin Champagny, all to the 905 when this is an ongoing issue for the Raptors. Not to mention losing OG. There was nobody coming off the bench that, with the exception of Gary Trent Jr., that is going to give you that level of production. Now, Gary Trent Jr. has been great off the bench, and he didn't have a terrible game tonight, assuming the starting role. But then now you're back at square one with the same problem where you're not going to get any kind of consistent production off the bench. This is not a Nick Nurse problem. I've been saying this, and I will continue to say it. This is a front office problem. Now, I know that... I know that it's very easy to say, trade this person or trade that person to get this. It's very easy to say that. You match up salaries, boom, there's a possibility to get it done. But then we got to bank on what the other team needs. Either way, there are teams jockeying for position every single day. The Raptors could have addressed this in the offseason. But again, banking on internal development, i.e. Scotty Barnes, that has been a struggle this season as one of the players... Something needs to get done. And there are players slowly becoming available. I think if you're the Raptors right now, nothing is off limits. It is no secret that the Raptors are at the top in terms of player development. And we've seen that with Freddie, with Pascal, with OG, Scotty Barnes last season. A bit of a rut this season. But the Raptors develop great players and... No surprise that numerous names have been attached to many, many teams. But we've also seen the lack of urgency on behalf of this front office. Even though they have done great things, we've seen them kind of hold the fort, hold the line, as they say, to see things through. Personally, I think more than anything, the priority is to get Pascal Siakam the necessary help. Or his ability to draw in the defense... He needs to be able to kick it out to some knockdown shooters. There's not many in the NBA. They have a plethora of players with the ability to knock down the outside shot. Even 
inside the organization, we've seen Justin Champagny be able to hit the corner three. Ron Harper's shot looks a little bit better. Jeff Dowden has hit the corner three. Not to say that those three players are going to solve all our problems, but if we're not going to make a move, then we need to make use of the guys that we have and give them an opportunity and give them some leeway, extend that leash a little bit until you can't anymore because logging heavy minutes of your top five guys is not a long-term solution. When we look at the Raptors starting lineup tonight, Christian Coloco, Pascal Siakam, Scotty Barnes, Fred Van Vliet, Gary Trent Jr. You already touched on Pascal. Almost a triple-double, rough shooting night, 6-for-16 from the field on 38 minutes, 19 points, 6 rebounds, 7 assists, 1 steal, 1 block. 7-for-9 from the free-throw line, but 0-for-4 from 3. He battled with foul trouble, definitely interfered with his rhythm tonight, and the magic made it difficult for Pascal. Not much has changed from last game, just an off night from Pascal. As I mentioned, Christian Coloco tonight didn't break double digits in minutes. Only two points, one rebound, one assist, two block. I think we need to have a better starting five. We have to go with the best starting five. And if OG is going to be out, I don't think Christian Coloco is the player that needs to be starting right now. I think one of the guys, either Doughton, Champagny, or Ron Harper Jr., there needs to be a shuffle with the 905 assignments. And I think Christian Coloco could benefit from that. We just need more production in our starting unit. Scotty Barnes tonight continues to struggle. 11 points, 2 rebounds, 1 steal, 3 for 13 from the field, 1 for 3 from 3, and 4 for 4 from the free throw line. He has not been good. It's been a bit of a roller coaster ride when dealing with Scotty Barnes this season. I think pressure has a part to play on this, or maybe expectations definitely is playing a part in Scotty Barnes's struggle. So to speak, there's even an article circulating where even Masai was showing him some tough love and using some harsh words to describe his level of play. And I think as a young player, it's important to take in all these experiences and really tap into the players around you. And even the front office that have had experience, that have championship pedigree, and you can lean on their wisdom. But in terms of on the court stuff, he needs to be better, needs to have better effort on both sides of the ball. He just doesn't seem engaged and it definitely begs the question, what is truly going on? Is it the injuries, quote unquote, that is interfering with his play? I don't think anything is off the table with Scotty Barnes, but he definitely has to be better. Fred Van Vliet, 42 minutes tonight, 20 points, 4 rebounds, 7 assists, 4 steals, 10 for 12 from the free throw line. But 4 for 11 from the field and 2 for 7 from 3. Looks a little bit more comfortable taking the jump shots, but still not what we're accustomed to. Not what he's accustomed to, especially coming off an all-star season. But it was nice to see him break 20 points. Terrible to see the 42 points. I know the other night I said 37 minutes was great to see. I think 37 minutes is definitely better than 42 minutes. In a game like this where you're dealing with injuries, I definitely would have wanted to see Banton, maybe even Malachi Flynn with his ability to shoot the basketball, maybe assume that Freddie type role in a game like this. So Freddie doesn't have to break the 40-minute mark, and to break the 40-minute mark in a loss is not very helpful for somebody that has been struggling physically from January to now. Gary Trent Jr., 44 minutes tonight, 24 points, 3 rebounds, 1 assist, 1 steal. 8 for 18 from the field, 3 for 8 from 3, and 5 for 6 from the free throw line. Not very efficient, but 
what you would expect Gary Trent's numbers to look like, especially with the free throw line. He's doing his job. He's being competitive on defense and doing his best to provide on offense. Didn't really force it too much. I think Gary Trent Jr. has literally grown in a short span of time, and it's working out in his favor. Coming off the bench, playing in the mid-30s to below in terms of his minutes to logging in 44, still putting up 24 points. The proof is in the pudding. While he has been great off the bench, I think it's better, at least in the short term, until the Raptors front office does something to have Gertrude Jr. in the starting rotation. Now when we're talking about a role player, Thaddeus Young, 2 points, 3 rebounds, 2 assists, 1 block, 16 minutes of play. There's not enough offense from him, and I'm not expecting huge offensive outbursts from Thaddeus Young. That's not his job. But in a game like this where his playmaking is definitely neutralized a little bit with the certain players out on the lineup, failed to mention Juancho Hernan Gomez. That connection has been great all season, and he's dealing with a sprained ankle to go along with Achua, Porter Jr., and Ananobi. So that doesn't help in this game. Is definitely taking a hit. Chris Boucher, 28 minutes tonight, 12 points, 5 rebounds, 1 steal, 2 blocks. Not very efficient from the offensive side of the ball, but he did get to the free throw line shooting 6 for 6, but no threes. Chris Boucher is at his best when he's able to just come off the bench and just let it fly. And you're seeing a bit of hesitancy from him. Defenses are reacting to him better, closing out better, that he's not able to hit many shots from the perimeter. There's definitely an adjustment period, but... Seeing him still give that effort, no small order to get to the line six times and go perfect from there. You like his energy, but definitely needs to be a little bit more efficient. Speaking of efficiency, Ken Burch tonight, great miss, nine points, one rebound, four for five from the field and one for one from the free throw line, one block. This is the best Ken Burch has looked in a long time. His energy was a welcome addition to tonight's game. Hopefully he can do that on a more consistent basis and maybe up his trade value i i do believe that he has played himself out of the rotation and out off of this team we'll see how that plays out delano banton seven minutes tonight no points three rebounds one assist only took one shot being matched up against a team like the orlando magic i would have loved to have seen delano get more minutes here especially with the struggles that have been well documented by freddie but as I've mentioned many times, and even Nick Nurse has mentioned, defensively, Freddie does so much, especially at the point of attack. Delano Banton is clearly not that type of player on defense as of yet, but I would have liked to have seen him get more minutes. We've seen him play his best by scoring 27 points, and we also seen him play his worst. So there will definitely be some growing pains there, but Delano has shown growth in his game from the summer and going into the early part of this season, especially after the 27-point outburst. Just play the kid. Just another tough loss for the Raptors. They have a lot of problems. They're all struggling at the same time, which is not a good look. And as they continue to battle injuries, the Raptors are going to have to be able to find some sort of level of consistency. Whether it's somebody that hasn't gotten an opportunity or somebody else stepping up, it is clear that the Raptors, as a collective, need to be better. They're not looking good right now, and it's not going to get any easier. Over the next few games, they're going against the likes of the Brooklyn Nets once again, who has had the Raptors number, the Golden State Warriors, the Phoenix Suns, I believe, is another team coming up. But the team coming up next 
as the Raptors come back home to host the Sacramento Kings on December 14th with a 7.30 tip-off. The Kings are struggling a little bit without Darion Fox, but this is a Mike Brown coach team that are going to be tough defensively, and we know how the Raptors have looked against defensive teams as of late, but this is not a guaranteed win by any means. Are the Raptors a better team? Yes, but are the Sacramento Kings a pushover? Absolutely not. I don't think the Raptors can look past this team to look ahead against a Brooklyn team that they have no answer for. And as the Raptors continue to battle with health and the struggles that have been well documented offensively, this has to be a game-to-game basis if you're the Toronto Raptors. But if I'm looking at some keys to victory for this game, is the rebounding. There has to be a better effort on rebounding the basketball. Sabonis is an absolute handful on the glass and the Raptors are going to have to put a body on him. Their guards are great rebounders. They play as a collective. They don't leave anyone stranded. It's an all-hands-on-deck mentality, something that the Raptors have been known for, but seems to be lost on them as of late, so you have to be able to control the glass. Two, stay in front of their shooters. They have a lot of players that can stretch the floor. I believe their last game, they put up 39 three-point attempts which is nuts but stay in front of the shooters you can't leave them open I definitely feel that there needs to be a tweak in philosophy defensively for the Raptors now there's no guarantee that Darion Fox is going to be playing Wednesday night as he's nursing a foot injury but there is some time that will pass between now and Sunday so he can definitely be ready to go and that would be another added problem if you're the Raptors. So regardless of what happens, stay in front of their shooters. Don't give them open threes. Don't give up the corner three because we've seen Sacramento jump out to big leads and when they get hot, they definitely get hot. And limit the transition opportunities for the Kings. I know it seems to be repetitive when it comes to some of these keys to victories, but this is the Raptors' strength and If they don't play up to their strengths, they're not going to have much success. So forgive me if it does sound repetitive, but it is an area of concern. The Raptors don't have much going on on offense right now. So as for being a defensive-minded team, a lot of that offense is going to have to be generated off these areas that require a lot of effort and a lot more enthusiasm. So, So hopefully with a few days rest, Playing at home, getting that home cooking, being in their beds, their own beds at that, will do wonders for them. As I previously mentioned, it doesn't get any easier, so they're going to need all the help that they can get going forward. And that's it for me. Thank you to all listeners, new and old, for tuning in. I appreciate every single one of you. I know I haven't been very enthusiastic this episode about the Raptors, but it's very hard to take away the positives when the negatives are being awfully highlighted and you're looking at the body language and you're looking at the effort on certain areas, especially on the defensive side of the ball, being a defensive-minded team. It's kind of hard to be optimistic when they're not showing it. And we have seen them be better. This is not the Raptors team that we are accustomed to. Definitely not what I'm accustomed to. But the Raptors have an opportunity to get things right. And I know we had a get-right game against the Lakers. And the Orlando Magic was a punch in the stomach, so to speak. But it's always next game mode. The Sacramento Kings are definitely not the Orlando Magic. 
They're definitely not as long and athletic as the Magic. So hopefully the Raptors can use their own advantages to take advantage of the Sacramento Kings. As usual, if you haven't done so already, please take the time to subscribe, rate, and follow the podcast. It means so much if you will take the time to do so. And until the next episode, everyone, please stay safe, good people. Peace. Thank you.